Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. For we are his workmen. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. I say the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. I count it a privilege and an honor to be here this morning, and I pray that each of you have come with an expectation for not just information, but revelation. And you don't want that revelation just to be revelation, but you want it to be so you can come involved in what God is doing in the earth realm. Do I have any witnesses to that today? Do I have any witnesses to that today? We don't want to just come here for a good time, but we want to come here that we might join in what God is doing in the earth realm, that he would receive the glory and the honor of our efforts. Do I have any witnesses this morning? Truly, I'm glad to be here, but I guess I need to just say something. I, I, I didn't come here for form or fashion, and I made a conscious, intentional decision that when I come into the house of the Lord, I come to connect with him. If you're here this morning, you need to have an expectation that God is going to do something here today that he's not doing anyplace else. You need to come in here with the attitude of expecting God to touch your life in such a way that you won't leave here the same way that you came. I wish I had some witness here this morning. I wish I had some witness here this morning. You see, we come to connect with God today so that when we leave here, we will be able not just to let our light shine. That ain't going to be good enough when we look at the problems and situations that are going on in this world. We got to come in here today to equip ourselves so we can let our light not just shine, but so shine. I wish I had a witness up in here this morning. You see, God has been good to me all this week. And I know that he didn't have to do it. So when I come in here today, I don't come in here thinking that I'm here because I'm so good. I don't come in here thinking that I'm here today because I got it all right. I come in here today to thank God for his grace and his mercy. I wish I had a witness up in here today. Oh, glory to God. God has been so good to us, and we ought to come with an attitude of gratitude, thanking him for being our God. And that's just the beginning. Once you get connected to him, you understand that he is your God, but I believe that there's one step better than him just being your God. Now, I know for some of y'all that might sound strange, but let me tell you this way. You see, God is my God, but that's just a piece of it. I get more excited when I realize that God is my father. I wish I had a witness this morning. I wish I had a witness this morning. God is my father. 
And see, he loves me and he loves you. And what he wants us to understand is that we're not here just because we're just here. No, he's he, we're here that we might connect with him so that he can move through our lives so that his kingdom will be built. Amen? Amen? Amen. Now, I, I, I guess I just need to say this too. Some of y'all haven't made a decision yet to worship. And, and, and I'm just one of these fellas that I want us to be on the same page. I don't want to leave you at the bus stop. Hello, somebody. I want you to get on the bus. Hello, somebody. So that we can go and be about our father's business. Amen? Now, I, I, I want you to open your Bibles. And I want you to keep them open. And I want you to turn to Mark chapter 2. And from this text today, I'm going to ask you a personal question. Now, we all say that our relationship with the Lord is personal. But a lot of us get upset when we ask a personal question. Because you see, when you ask a personal question and you answer it, then that means you then can be held accountable on a personal level. You see, some folks, they'll go around and they'll be happy to say, I'm a member of Forest Baptist. But don't ask them, what are you doing as a member? Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> but I'm going to ask a personal question this morning. And uh, uh, this question is designed not to keep you where you are. Are y'all following what I'm saying? You see, I discovered a long time ago in life it's not an issue to have a problem. That ain't the issue. The issue is to have a problem and do nothing about it. Hello, somebody. And so what I want to do this morning is I want to challenge you, every one of you. And I need everybody to know that none of us, somebody say none of us, have arrived. And see, wherever you are, I want you to know you can go higher. Because I serve a God and you serve a God that can do great things. Hello, somebody. So none of us should be in the mindset of being complacent. Hello, somebody. And I know for some of y'all might not understand that word complacent, so let me break it down. Being satisfied where you are. No, 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 no. We serve a big God, and so we ought to want to do big things for him. And here's the beauty. When we hook up with him, when we hook up with him, what we discover is he becomes the engine. And all we got to do is go his way. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So I want you to look at Mark chapter 2. Mark chapter 2. And when you look at the text, I'm going to read to you five verses. And again, he entered into Cabrion after some days. And it was noise that he was in the house. And straightway many were gathered together insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. And they came unto him bringing one. Somebody say one. Now say it like you mean it. Say one. one. Now y'all need to keep that in your mind. Bringing one.
bringing one. Y'all see that? Let's see, y'all ain't got it yet. I'm bringing one, not the whole city, but bringing one. One sick of palsy, which was born of four. Y'all see that? And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. Let us pray. Eternal Heavenly Father, we come now thanking you and praising you for yet another privilege and opportunity to break the bread of life. Father, I ask now that I would decrease, but let your word and power increase. Father, I declare by the power of the Holy Spirit that your word today will fall on good ground. And the enemy will not be able to come kill it, steal it, or snatch it away. But, oh God, it's going to perform that which you have already ordained. In the mighty, magnificent name of Jesus Christ, we pray. All agree with that said? You may be seated. I want to thank Pastor Jamal for allowing me an opportunity to just come and share God's word with you this morning. I know that he knows a lot of big preachers, but he decided to let a little preacher come in here this morning. Oh, glory to God. From that text, here's my question. Y'all ready for the question? Here's the question. Will you bring one to Jesus' team in 2015? Will you bring one to Jesus' team in 2015? As we read the text, we discovered that they brought how many to Jesus? Now, this is interesting to me because I believe it allows us all to be on equal ground. Do you realize that every one of us has the responsibility to bring at least one to Jesus? Now, I know a lot of us, about a, a, a little bit over a month ago, a lot of us made what we call New Year's resolutions. But how many of us, how many of us said, Lord, I ain't worried about a new car. I ain't worried about a new house. I don't want the latest Michael Kors. I ain't worried about Gucci. Lord, just use me to bring one to your team in 2015. Are y'all following what I'm saying? Now, why is this important? Because as you read the text, and we're going to get into it, but there was something about bringing one that many people miss. Because the text says he was one of four. Oh, y'all ain't catching it. Y'all ain't catching it. You see, when you are willing to bring one, God will not only add, but he'll get you into multiplication. Are y'all following me? Will you bring one to Jesus' team in 2015? 
Now just think. Wow. Forest Baptist Church. If each one of us would dedicate ourselves, commit ourselves to bring one. If you look next to you, down the aisle, you will see, hmm, there is room for one more. There is room for one more. I was growing up with my grandmother, and I used to get upset. Yes, I did. Because it seemed like every Sunday, somebody else would come to the table and be eaten. And, and, and I'd be like, all y'all come eating my food, it ain't going to be a whole lot left for me. And so after about seeing this for several weeks, I was about eight years old, thought I was a man, and I went to my grandmama, and I said, Grandmama, we got to talk. And I was saying, you know, I know you work hard and you, you want to feed us and you, you want to take good care of us, but all these folks that you just letting come to our table, Grandma, that ain't good. And so she said, well, why is that, baby? I said, because all the food that they're eating, that would be more for us. And so then she said to me, she said, boy, have you ever gone hungry? No, ma'am. She said, well, what you need to understand is there's always room for one more. God would provide. Are y'all following what I'm saying? You, you need to catch that. Because nobody should be satisfied in their own salvation. There are too many people. Well, let me check. Let me just check. Let me stop. Let me check. Because I forgot I'm in Kentucky. I ain't in Michigan. If you know somebody who is either lost or backslidden, raise your hand. Now raise them high. Don't be ashamed now. Raise them, okay? Now keep them up, keep them up. Boy, y'all just, now look around. Look, just count to, okay? Now, you can put them down now. Now why did I do that? Because here's what I want you to see. Everybody raised their hand that they either knew Somebody that was lost or backslidden. So that means the assignment of each one of us bringing one to Jesus' team in 2015 can be accomplished. It can be accomplished. The issue is, will you? The issue is, will you? It's not can you, it's will you? You know, I, I had a conversation about a couple weeks with Pastor Jamal, and I believe he was telling me you were in stewardship. Well, you know, it's interesting when it comes to stewardship. Because I'm assuming that somewhere you're going to deal with tithes and offerings if you hadn't already. And it's interesting how some people believe they can't pay tithes and offerings. It ain't an issue, can you? It's will you. It ain't can you, it's will you. Y'all follow what I'm saying? Now, I need to throw this out and then I'm going to get back to the text but, you know, it's just in my blood to meddle at times. <laughs> what you need to understand is that God trusts you. Yes, he does. But if you have a job 
If you look at your paycheck every week, you need to realize your employer, because they are connected with the government, have made a decision. And here's what the decision is. They don't trust you. You can tell them you saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized with fire, but they don't trust you. And, and when you look at your check, it's a it's, it's guaranteed fact that shows you that. Let me break it down to you. On your check stub, it says gross and net. The gross is not what you bring home. And the reason why you don't bring the gross home is that they don't trust you. It's the truth. The government has decided we can't trust y'all. Because we know y'all steal from Jesus, you're going to steal from us. And because we don't have enough prisons for all y'all to go into, we're just going to take hours before you get it. Hello, somebody. I, I want y'all to understand that. That's for real. Are y'all catching this? So when it comes to stewardship, it's not can we, it's will we. Now, why did I bring that up? Because you see, in order for you to bring one to Jesus' team in 2015, the first thing you need to understand is God wants you to be a good steward of three things. And this is another sermon, but I'm just throwing this in here. Three things God wants you to be a good steward of. Three and if you do these three things, I guarantee you, you will bring glory and honor to God every day, all day. Three things. And this is a separate sermon, but I just want to stick this in here. The first thing is time. Are you a good steward of your time? The second one is your talents. God has blessed every last one of us to bring something to the table. Hello, somebody. And the third is your tithes. Now, I can say that's a separate sermon, but I just want to throw that in there because, you see, I'm going to deal with the first one today as part of this message. And Pastor Jamal, he'll catch the other two in his stewardship. Time. In the text, I want to show you something. And uh, I want you to follow me, so keep your Bibles open. Notice what it says in verse 1. We're going to walk through this. And again he entered to Caprium until some days, and it was noise that he was in the house. Now, we'll stop right there. When it talked about noise in the house, the news had got out. The news had got out that Jesus is in the house. But I need to let y'all know something. The news didn't get out by itself. Somebody has to be willing to tell somebody that Jesus is in the house. Hello, somebody. Somebody's got to tell him there's a doctor in the house. There's a doctor that can cure your sin sickness. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. There's a doctor in the house that can bring peace, love, and joy. There's a doctor in the house. Now, one of the things you need to understand is that everybody wants a doctor. And if you don't want one, you need to understand you need one. 
Hello, somebody. And, and so the, the news had got out that Jesus was in the house. Now, I need to let y'all know something, that in today's world, just letting folks know that he's in the house ain't enough. I'm going to be honest with you. Now, I, I, some of the mothers that, that, that are here can testify to this. And Brother Terry, where's he at? Okay, he's old enough. He can he he old enough, so he can testify to this. You see, when 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 Terry was growing up, you could tell folks that Jesus in the house, and they will come. They would just come, but that ain't the case today, because here's why: the devil has gotten so sophisticated that when people decide to come, what he does, he gives distractions and detours. So as they're on their way, oh, it's Johnny's soccer practice. As they're on their way, well, you know, I worked six days this week. Hello, somebody. Are, are y'all catching the picture? So it's not enough just to tell them. Y'all need to catch this. It's not enough just to tell them. Those days are just telling them and they're coming. Those are over with. Are y'all following me? You need to catch this now because the, the, the message today is asking you a question. Will you bring one to Jesus' team? Now notice this in verse number two. And straight away, many were gathered together insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. As he what? Preached the word. Now I, I just want to capitalize on the word preach the word. you are in a ministry where the word of God is preached. I should have got a better amen than that. Are y'all following what I'm saying? So you don't have to guess what's going to happen when you bring them. Well, I need to stop here because y'all, y'all, you see, your pastor is not preaching philosophy. Y'all better catch what I'm... See, y'all don't be excited about that because there's a lot of churches where the word of God is not being preached. You're getting a lot of philosophy and man-made ideas. Your pastor ain't cut from that cloth. Are y'all following what I'm saying? So you need to be excited that you can bring somebody into God's house and they're going to hear God's word. Because the word will make a difference in your life. If you don't believe me, go look in the mirror. See, y'all didn't catch it. Y'all didn't catch it. You see, because if you got connected to Jesus, you ain't the same person that you used to be. Hello, somebody. I'm a living witness. So the word of God is what was being preached in the house. Now, this is important for us in today's society. Because there are so many people who are not preaching the word. Some places, they have Jesus' name on the building, but they're preaching just politics. They're preaching popularity. Hello, somebody. But, but that stuff ain't going to change a life. Hello, somebody. Are y'all following what I'm saying? And so they understood 
that the word of God was being preached. Now, you ought to be excited that you are in a ministry where the word of God is being preached. Hallelujah! Now, notice this. Notice this. Verse number three. And they come unto him bringing. Y'all see that? Y'all see that? Now, I need to stop right there. Somebody that, that, that can get to this real, turn to Proverbs chapter 18. Somebody get to it real quick. Proverbs chapter 18. Okay? Pro Proverbs chapter 18. Anybody got it yet? You got it? Okay, stand up. Read verse 24. Now, say it, you know, real strong. I know you're a year older now, and you can, you know, but, but just, just go ahead and say it real strong. All right. Thank you. Now, why did, I, why, did, why did I have him read that? You see, if you're going to be willing to bring one to Jesus' team in 2015, you got to first find yourself being a friend. Hello, somebody. You see, the one that they brought to Jesus, he didn't come by himself. But somebody had concern about him and was not satisfied seeing him in his state, his condition. Hello, somebody. Well, we got too many folks in church that ain't concerned about the lost, the backslidden. They just want to come and get their praise on. But I got news for you. That ain't what God saved you for. He don't mind you getting your praise on, but that ain't the only thing he wants you to do. Now, it's interesting to me because there's a scripture that in this sanctuary that says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Ghost. And that first word is go. Well, why go and come back empty-handed? I see y'all ain't catching it. Okay. Let me come down here. When you decide to go to the grocery store, you don't go to the grocery store and then come back empty. Hello, somebody. Are y'all following me? Well, when Jesus is commanding us to go out to the highways and hedges, it's not for us to come back empty-handed. No, we're supposed to be bringing somebody into the house. See, y'all didn't catch it. You see, God has given you and I a job description. We're supposed to be a workman. Hello, somebody. And a workman is somebody who works. Are y'all with me? And so what we need to do is take the attitude of these friends of the, who brought the one. They, didn't, they wouldn't have done that if they were not concerned. They wouldn't have done that if they didn't have compassion. Are y'all following what I'm saying? And what we got to do is understand in the church, we need to be concerned about the lost. We can't be 
just coming here and having a good time. No, 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 no. We, we need to be concerned enough that in our home, in our neighborhood, on our jobs, while we in school, going to the post office, going to the gas station, stopping by Starbucks, wherever, we ought to be concerned enough to take advantage of the opportunities God gives us to not only give an invitation to bring them into the house, but go bring them. Hello, somebody. Now, the Bible says, and they came and they brought one. They were concerned about him because what they understood is that one can make a difference. One can make a difference. Each one of us here today, if we purpose in our heart that we ain't worried about a promotion on the job, that we ain't worried about getting a fancy house, we ain't worried about getting the latest this and the latest that, but we want to see God Use us as an instrument to bring one to the kingdom. In other words, you got to get rid of a stump mentality and get a soul winning mentality. I wish I had a witness here this morning. You see, we got to we, we, we get rid of the attitude, y'all, of looking at just me. No, we've got to be concerned about those that are still in darkness because I got news for you. Keep living. You see that we are in the ladder of the last days. Hello, somebody. So his friends had enough compassion to not to see him stay in that condition. And I can imagine they had conversations with him. I can imagine. But a conversation wasn't enough. They had to take that conversation and put it into action. When was the last time you said to somebody, I'll come get you? Now, I'm going to just share this. this I'm going to just share this. Is it okay, Minister Mark, if I share this? Minister Mark said I can share this. I, 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 I guarantee you there's a lot of cars in the parking lot this morning that when it drove up, there was only one person in it. And I guarantee you it wasn't a one-seater. I wish I had a witness this morning. I wish I had a witness this morning. So there is room for us to be able to bring one. Just, just one. And if we did that collectively, think about the impact we could do for the kingdom of God. You, 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 you want to give Satan a black eye? You want to show him that he's defeated? Then you put into your spirit, make a conscious, intentional decision. Lord, use me. We just sang a song. Withholding nothing. Withholding nothing. But my time. Because it is going to take time. Hello, somebody. It, it, it's going to take time. 
because the condition that the lost in didn't happen overnight. The backslid. Most of them are hurt. And unfortunately, some of them got hurt because they were in church and there wasn't enough compassion. Hello, somebody. So it's going to take time. But my grandmama used to put it this way. Boy, only what you do for Christ will last. I wish I had a witness. Hallelujah. I wish I had a witness. What are you saying? What I'm trying to get you to understand is that all of us, all of somebody say us. us. See, all of us got a job to do. And if we would make a commitment to the Lord, not to Pastor Jamal, not to Pastor Stan, but to the Lord, the one who wakes you up every morning, the one who forgives you of your sin, the one who loves you unconditionally, Lord, use me to bring one, just, just one to your team. In 2015, boy, if we could get Christians to do that, think of the impact we could have, not only in this city, not only in this state, but in the world. It starts with us being friendly enough, hello somebody, to be concerned enough to say, I don't, see, I don't want to see my brother go to hell and I go to heaven. I don't want to see my uncle go to hell and I go to heaven. I don't want to see my post, uh, my, my, my postmaster go to hell and I go to heaven. Are y'all following what I'm saying? We've got to be willing to understand that this gentleman who was sick with palsy, he didn't get to Jesus because he got up one day and went. Well, let me break it down because y'all didn't catch it. Palsy is a form of paralysis. So he really couldn't go on his own. But what you need to know is there's people in our world today have paralysis. Some of it is a drug addiction. Hello, somebody. Some of it is pornography. Some of it is lying. Some of it is... Are y'all getting what I'm trying to tell you? They're paralyzed. They want to go, but they can't go. They want to go, but they can't go. But what we need to do is come and bring them. Hello, somebody out. We got to bring them. It's not enough for some of them to want to do it because they can't do it on their own. Y'all better hear what I'm saying. It's not enough for them to want to. They got to have some help. And, and, and I'll be honest with you, Nate, some of us, we've gotten to the church and we get what I call spiritual amnesia. But I need to let you remember something. It was your grandmama, your mama, your uncle, your daddy prayed for you. Hello, somebody. And, and a lot of us know we didn't get to church on our own. We were brought to church. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Amen. My first connection with drugs wasn't because I was taking a pill. It's because I was being dragged. Hello, somebody. Are y'all hear what I'm saying? I was fighting, kicking, and screaming, but I went. Hello, somebody. And I remember once my grandmama 
was talking to our neighbor because our neighbor was saying to her, you, you, you need to be a little more kind to your grandchildren. And so my grandmama said, what do you mean? Well, they don't really want to go to church, so you should let them stay at home sometime. My grandmama said this. She said, do you, remember, do you know why God gave us grandparents? And the lady said, no, because some parents don't have enough sense to know how to parent. But God is giving grandparents to teach the parents and the kids. I wish I had a witness. I wish I had a witness. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? And then she said, then she said, you need to understand that children need to be trained. And when they are trained, that don't mean you give them the Burger King slogan. Have it your way. Are y'all with me? And there are many people who want Jesus but can't do it on their own. That's why we've got to be willing to come in and bring them. Now, I got good news for you. God ain't telling you to make them eat. He just said, get them to the table. Hello, somebody. See, it's not your job. It's not your job to make them get saved. No, 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 you just bring them to the table. Because God has given you a shepherd here who it is his job to feed them when they get here. Hello, somebody. Are y'all following what I'm saying? You just got to get them to the table. And it's his job to feed them. And I got good news for you. If they come to the table and taste the Lord, they will see just how mm, mm, good he is. Hello, somebody. Are y'all following me? Hallelujah. Now, notice this. Bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of what? Now, this is the part that you and I ought to get excited about. Do you realize when we reach one and that one gets connected to Jesus, that one can turn around and bring another one? Oh, y'all ain't catching it. Y'all ain't catching it. See, you ought to be excited. See, they didn't bring all four. They started with one. Now, think about it. Think about it. A lot of y'all is like me. You love to eat. Y'all could have said amen because, you know, I'm telling the truth. <laughs> and when we go to a good restaurant, we tell folks. A am I telling the truth? Let me give you an example. restaurant. Now, have you ever told anybody about Papa Doe? Oh, yeah. Now, I'm going to ask y'all, I'm going to ask you a question. Y'all pay attention to this. Pay attention to this. Now, I believe you're a man of integrity. So you told me you don't told people about Papa Doe. I just got one question. How much did they pay you? Don't pay me everything. 
minute, y'all. He just said he advertised for Papados. And they give him nothing. Why is it that we won't advertise for Jesus and he gives us everything? Woo! Glory to God. He's willing to do it for nothing. For nothing. Why won't we do it for the one who gives us everything? We're talking about bringing one to Jesus' team. The Bible says the man was one of four. So if we get this one saved, when somebody be able to look at him and see, whoo, he's no longer paralyzed. He's able to get up. He's able to speak up. He's able. Hello, somebody. Don't you know that somebody else is going to say, man, what, what was that? You, what did you get, man? What? Are y'all following what I'm saying? And they're going to give a testimony. Are y'all following me? When they bring one, he's going to help bring the other three. Think about it. If you and I would get to the point where we're willing to bring one to Jesus' team, let me just say this because it just came to me. We should always want to bring one to Jesus' team for one reason. The book tells us we win. We win. So we're bringing one not to a losing team. Hello, somebody. We're bringing one to the winning team. Are y'all following what I'm saying? So he was one of four. Think about it. If you and I would just put it in our spirits, make a conscience, intentional decision to bring one. Not to get so caught up in stuff, but so. Just one. Let me just give you an example, because some of y'all, it, it seems like y'all struggling to get the picture. Wouldn't it be nice? For each one to bring one to the point. You don't just have one service on Sunday morning. Have two. Wouldn't it be nice to see folk having to stand in line just to get in? Oh, y'all ain't catching it. See, you ought to be getting excited. Hello, somebody. Because you see, if you begin to have a vision like that, you ain't going to be satisfied sitting on your rusty dusty. Hello, somebody. You, you, you ain't going to be, no, 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 uh-uh. Because when you bring that one, that one is going to impact somebody else. He was one of four. Church, we, we got to get with God's program. We got to get with God's program. I'm going to move on. I'm, I'm almost done. Now, let's look at verse 4. Now, look at verse 4. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof. Now, I'm, I'm, I got to stop there, Jamal. Just, just, 
they uncovered the roof. Now, we talked about time. First of all, for us today to bring one into the house, we don't have to uncover the roof. We just got to bring them through the door. Now, there's a reason why at this stage, we don't have to do that. Y'all ain't catching it. Y'all ain't catching it. Y'all remember the scene at the very beginning? They said it was so much news about Jesus, there wasn't enough room. Oh, y'all ain't catching it. You see, right now, we got some room. So we ought to understand we really should be about our business because we got room to fill it up. Are y'all following what I'm saying? They had already done the news and got it out there and the place was full, but they wasn't satisfied with it being full. They were still on the job getting one more. Hello, somebody. And the Bible says they uncovered the roof. Now, in those days, the roofs were made of mud and sticks but they didn't let that stop them. They were willing to uncover the roof to get the one that they wanted to Jesus. What are you saying? I'm saying we don't even have to go through that and we won't have people who are willing to do it. I talked to you a moment ago just about cars. I know, because it happens in Michigan and I know it happens here, some people didn't have a car at one time. Pray to the Lord. Lord, if you just get me a car, I'll be on the battlefield for you. Hello, somebody. God bless you a car. Don't let somebody call you and they live on the other side of town. Oh, y'all didn't hear what I'm saying. Are y'all getting the picture? They were willing to work to get that one to Jesus. We need to be about our father's business. We need to be saying, God, I don't care if you allow me, I'll go to the other side and bring them into the house. God, I don't care if they're not convenient for me to pick up. I'm going to go pick them up anyway because the car that I drive, it ain't because of me. It's because you have blessed me. So let me be a blessing to another one. Y'all better catch me. They were willing to uncover the roof to get that one in to see Jesus. What are you willing to do? Are you willing to get up early on a Sunday morning and go pick up somebody and bring them? Are you willing to pick them up Saturday night and let them stay with you so you can guarantee that they get here? Oh, y'all ain't catching me. Y'all ain't catching me. This is serious business. They were willing to uncover the roof. A few months ago, I was blessed to be in Israel. And I got a chance to see what some of these houses looked like in those days. And I asked a question. And here's the question I asked. 
I was telling him, you know, I read the Bible, and there's a story about when these guys brought the guy down through the roof and so forth. And here's the question I asked. I asked this Jewish guy, what tools did they use to uncover the roof? And this is what he said. Four fingers and a thumb. Y'all ain't catching it. They were willing to take their hands and do whatever they needed to open up a room or open up a way for the guy to get to see Jesus. Some of us won't even use our phone. Hello, somebody. I ain't calling them because if I call them, they're going to know what my number is. And if they know what my number is, they might call me and ask me to do something else. Hello, somebody. Amen, life. <laughs> they were willing to take their hands and get in the dirt in order to bring one to Jesus' team. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? We need to be able today to have the mindset that we're not going to let Satan give us any distractions, any excuses to stop us from bringing one to Jesus' team in 2015. God has equipped us with what we need to get the job done. It's a matter of will you. I'm, I'm closing. Number five. Y'all see that? Y'all see that? When Jesus what? When Jesus what? When Jesus what? I got to park there for a moment. I got to park there for a moment. It didn't say when Jesus heard their faith. Yeah, see, let me break it down. Let me explain this to you. The palsy man got healed not because he had faith. Oh, y'all ain't catching it. You see, he was paralyzed. He didn't have what it takes to get what he needed. But somebody loved him enough to bring him to the house to get what he needed, and they stepped up for him. The Bible says when Jesus saw their faith, when was the last time Jesus saw your faith? Hello, somebody. When was the last time that you wasn't talking loud, doing nothing? When was the last time he saw your faith? And the only way he's going to see your faith is that you've got to put some work with it. I wish I had a witness. The palsy man, y'all, got healed because Jesus saw his friend's faith. He didn't just hear their faith. No. Because a lot of us good about talking. Oh, yeah, some of us, oh, we can talk from the morning to noon, from noon to night. But the Bible says when Jesus saw who their faith. Let me give you an example because some of y'all ain't caught it. It's okay. I'm, I'm going to give it to you. There was this guy by the name of Abraham. God said go. Abraham just started going. 
And the Bible says he didn't even know where he was going. But Jesus saw his faith. Hello, somebody. He wasn't saying, time out, Jesus. Let me hook up map crap and see where you want me to go. Are y'all following what I'm saying? No. When Jesus speaks, and he's speaking to each and every one of us, bring one to my team in 2015. That's what I want you to do. Okay? Let me put it this way. Once we are saved, once we are saved, once we have accepted Jesus Christ, the greatest thing that we can do for him is not singing a song. The greatest thing that we can do for him is not reading our own personal Bible study. That ain't the greatest thing. No, the greatest thing that you and I can do once we get saved is to be willing to be an instrument for God to get somebody else saved, to bring somebody out of darkness into the marvelous light. That's the greatest thing. But will you? But will you? The Bible says when Jesus saw their faith, Y'all better catch this. The sick man got healed because Jesus saw the faith of his friends. They had compassion. They were concerned. They cared enough to say, let me bring you to the doctor, the one that can fix anything, the one that can take the crooked and make it straight. Hello, somebody. The one that can make the lame walk. Hello, somebody. Are y'all following what I'm saying? They were not satisfied. And what we got to get to the point where we're not satisfied seeing people die and go to hell daily. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. Now see, y'all ain't catching this. The sick man didn't have to do anything but be in the house. He was sick. He didn't know what to do. But Jesus saw his friend's faith. Wouldn't it be good for Jesus to see our faith? Hello, somebody. Now, our church is not as large as your church, but I challenge all of our members. I challenge all of our members. We don't want to have less than 20 visitors a month. Hello, somebody. And, and I tell them, if a Sunday shows up where we don't have visitors, we ain't been doing our job. That's what I tell them. Because, you see, all of us have opportunities every day where we can bring somebody into the house. But I need to let you know, it can't start on Sunday morning. It's got to be on Monday when I'm at work, when I'm at school, when I go get gas. i got to be willing to bring one to Jesus' team. Let me give you a real example. I told you I like to eat. This is the truth. I was at Denny's, my wife and I, a couple of friends. And they had a waiter there. And the spirit said, you need to talk to him. Now, I have to admit, 
I was like, Lord, but can I eat first? <laughs> so anyway, I started a conversation with this guy. And as I was discussing with him, I asked him the question. I said to him, where do you fellowship at? He says, wait a minute, I'm, I'll be right back. He came back to me, and he said, you know, I've been struggling with that for 12 years. And I said, what do you mean? He says, I used to be in church. And he described a situation where there was a disagreement. And so he ended up leaving the church. And he had been gone for 12 years. 12 years. He says, I've been struggling with God about this all week. I talked to my mama last night, and she was telling me, boy, you need to get back in fellowship. Now, I didn't know that when I began the conversation. But I was willing to be obedient in spite of the fact that my omelet was getting cold. <laughs> and so we began to have a dialogue. And so as I listened to his story, what I discovered is that he was hurt in the church by men. So we have what we call a men's fellowship. So I invited him to come to our men's fellowship. He says, I, I don't have a way to get there. I said, yes, you do. He said, no, I, I, I don't live on a bus line. I said, you got a way to get there. He said, but there's no bus there. I said, yes, you do. I'll come get you. Are y'all following what I'm saying? I will come get you. Now, y'all need to catch this because here's the issue. Some of the people you're going to talk to will give you stumbling blocks. But if you're willing to bring one to Jesus' team in 2015, you're going to do everything in your power to erase every excuse they come up with. Are y'all catching what I'm saying? And I'm sharing this because you see, if we all come to the point where we understand the importance of souls, not stuff, but souls, we'll be more about our Father's business. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the sick of palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven. As I close, I'm going to give you three things, well, maybe four, to help you prepare yourself to bring one to Jesus' team. Okay? Number one, his friends were only able to bring him to Jesus because, first of all, they made it a priority. All of us are, quote, busy. Hello, somebody. Let's be honest. All of us are busy. But as we look at what we're busy doing, is it really busy for our Savior? Or are we just being busy because we're busy? Are y'all catching what I'm saying? And a lot of times we're spending time being busy doing something that ain't going to benefit us. Amen? Well, let me give y'all a personal example because y'all act like y'all don't believe me. I had a member at our church who could tell me everything that went on on Facebook. I'm serious. 
She could, I mean, every time I saw her, she would tell me about, did you see such and such on Facebook? Did you see such and such? I mean, that was, I'm telling you. So finally one day, me being who I am, I went to her house. And so I say, sister, so and so, I need to talk with you. I said to her, I says, you know, I can remember a time when you were really on fire for the Lord. I'd come by, you're studying the word. Uh, you would ask me biblical questions and so forth. You know, it's been a while since you've been doing that. How are you being a steward of your time? And so she stopped and said, wow, Pastor Stan, I haven't even thought about that. And so she began to tell me, and most of it was Facebook and TV. So I said to her, okay, how is that helping you be an instrument for God? Y'all be catch me. So initially she got mad at me. Because she told me that she was grown and I shouldn't be concerned about how she spent her time. And this is what she told me. I still come to church. That's what she told me. She said, I still come to church. But if you ain't getting connected, we were in Sunday school. What was that quote that you said? Remember Sunday school? You had a quote? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen to what he's saying, y'all. <laughs> See, I was listening. <laughs> so what good if you're coming to church and there's no point to it. You see, you ought to be coming to church to get the point. Hello, somebody. So that you can get the power. Hello, somebody. Are y'all following what I'm saying? So anyway, I, I, I said, well, sister, I'm just telling you, and we, we just go pray. Well, that Sunday morning, about 6.30, she calls me. Pastor, then I just got to talk with you. I got to talk with you. So I said, okay, meet me before Sunday school. And she says, I was mad at you when you talked to me the other day because what you said to me hurt. It was the truth. I haven't been about my father's business. She said, but you know what? I thank God that you were willing to come and tell me. Hello, somebody. And she came with a plan, and she said, this is what I'm going to do. And she had a list of folks that she's going to begin to bring one at a time. The next Sunday... She brought two people from her apartment building. Y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. Y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. So it started with God seeing their faith. God needs to see some of our faith. Hello, somebody. Well, we're to the point where we want to make it a priority. She changed her list. She's no longer spending eight hours watching Food Network. She's no longer spending six hours on Facebook. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? She changed her priority. If you and I want to bring one to Jesus' team in 2015, we got to change our priorities. I don't know what's on your list, but if Jesus is not on the top of the list for you to be busy for him, you need to redo your list. Hello, somebody. So we've got to make it priority. Point number two, you got to have a plan. 
Hello, somebody. But your plan can't work unless you start with prayer. Hello, somebody. You see, because you want to be effective in what you're doing for the Lord. And the best way to be effective in doing something for the Lord is to find out from him, how do you want me to do it? Are y'all with me? For some people, you might not be able to bring them the first time you meet them. You may have to learn to build some relationship so that when, they, when you invite them, they're going to believe that you're for real. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? And again, takes time. Amen, like. But time into their life can be an investment for heaven. Y'all with me? So you got to have a plan, but that plan has to be based upon you being in prayer with the Lord. I had a conversation just last week with one of my deacons, and we were talking about reaching out to a couple people. And so I said, to him, I says, I want you to go talk to this person because some people need certain kind of people to talk with. Are y'all following what I'm saying? And, and, and so he says, but you've had conversations with this person. Aren't you concerned about that? I said, no. And this is something y'all need to learn. I don't care who gets the credit. Y'all better catch what I just said. Are y'all following me? I don't care who gets the credit. The key is let's get them saved. Hello, somebody. And if you got the language they're going to hear and understand, go to it. Are y'all following me? Because I have not had every experience in life. And if you got an experience where you can connect with somebody, then you ought to be using that experience to get them connected to Christ. I wish I had a witness. So we, we, we've got to make sure that we have a plan, and that plan needs to be wrapped up in prayer. Great theologian by the name of John Wesley made this statement. He says, do nothing but by prayer. Do nothing but by prayer. Now, once you have a plan, the third thing you need to do is to have action with the plan. Because the Bible says faith without works is what? So you've got to be willing. Once God shows you what to do, you've got to be willing to do it. Now, I need to let y'all know this. Sometimes God's going to tell you what to do it ain't going to be comfortable. It is not going to be comfortable. And it's not going to be convenient. And sometimes people will talk about you. Are y'all with me? I'm going to give you a real life story and I'm going to be wrapping this up. I had a young lady call me. And uh, she was at her wit's end. Because she wanted to provide for her two little children. Given her life situation, she just had reached a point where she's ready to kill herself and her two children. So I said, no, 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 let me, let, 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 no, 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 don't do that. So I said, I'm on my way. So I went to visit her. And when I got there, she was just telling me, I just want to be able to feed 
my baby. So right across from her apartment is a store. And she needed some milk. The kids hadn't eaten two days. So I went right across from her place, bought some food, and got some milk. And I came out of the store with a brown bag. The news went out. Pastor Stan came out of that store with a brown bag. Now the store wasn't a grocery store. It was a liquor store. This is a true story. Old Pastor Stan came out with a brown bag, y'all. Because it wasn't a grocery store. Y'all hear me? I got called a drunk, all types of stuff. But it didn't bother me a bit. Because one of the things that I know, if you can destroy my reputation by what you say, I never had one. Oh, y'all better catch what I'm saying. Y'all better catch what I'm saying. Sometimes when you are willing to be obedient for the Lord, folks going to lie on you, talk about you. But you can't stop, you can't let that stop you from bringing one to Jesus' team. Are y'all following what I'm saying? So you can't just have a plan. You got to be willing to put some action with the plan. Are y'all following me? Now, I could have drove two or three miles to a grocery store, but my mind was, time is important. Hello, somebody. If I'm going too long, this lady might do something to herself and those two kids. Are y'all following what I'm saying? So talk about me. I don't care. Hello, somebody. I'm closing. Point number four, expect praise. And this is what I mean. Expect that when you do this, God's going to intervene and you're going to be able to praise him because you expected him to do what he's going to do. Y'all better catch me. Y'all better catch me. You see, I I don't go to the rest of the chapter right now, but as you read through this, you can get the sense that those Friends who brought one to Jesus, when God, Jesus healed them, I know they had a praise party. I know they was happy that he was no longer paralyzed. I know they were excited to see God show up and show out. I know that they had a praise party. They didn't need no band. They just had joy coming from the inside to the outside. See, a lot of us, We don't expect God to do what God has already said he's going to do. But I get excited because one thing I've learned, God is always looking for an opportunity to show you and me that he is God. Hello, somebody. He's always, he's, he's always looking for a way. But we've got to be ready to make a conscious, intentional decision to bring one to Jesus' team. Why am I saying this? Jesus, he made an intentional and conscious decision to bring us to Jesus' team. When he died on that cross, y'all, it wasn't for him. 
No! It wasn't for him. He went to the cross to put faith in action by dying for you and me that we could end up being on his team. He took all of our sin and allowed himself to be stretched out wide on that cross called Calvary. He did it, y'all, because he was willing to put work with his faith. And the Bible tells us that not only did he get stressed out on that, on that cross, but they said they pierced him in the side. Blood and water came streaming down. And the Bible says that he said to his father, forgive them for they know not what they do. The Bible says he died. Yes, he did. They took him off that cross, put him in a borrowed tomb. But that's not the end of the story. That's not the end of the story. The Bible says he got up with all power, power that can save those that don't know him. But we've got to be willing to be an instrument. Let's leave here today with our mind made up. We're going to bring one to Jesus' team in 2015. Woo, glory to God.